Well, good morning, Lee. Good morning. Oh, I'm You sound kind of sleepy, man. Yeah, well, you know. Why are you so sleepy? Uh, I don't know. We part in like it was 1899. No. Oh, okay. I was partying like it was 1999. Oh, that's a party. Well, Well, compared to 2020, yeah. You know, I, I'm going to be honest. The only thing that's annoyed me really about 2020 is just the random massive piles of crap and lies and bad candidates and protesters and rioters and stupid people. Yeah. Oh, and sheep. Sheep. Yeah. The sheep. Really, the sheep will have really annoyed me in 2020. You know, not to alarm anybody. Yeah. But the movie Mad Max. Oh yeah, was filmed in twenty was futuristic twenty twenty one. I'm gonna be honest; it makes me pretty happy. You know, that's uh, if thing if things keep escalating between China and India, we could be living in that time. I'm gonna be honest; I like the Mad Max timeline. Yeah. It uh, I'm kind of tired of Clown World myself. Yeah, I guess we move on to a desert, whatever that is, nuclear desert. Yeah, it was fine. It was a good movie. And, you know, why not? 2020 actually sucks more than Mad Max. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, what? what? So what uh, What do you think? Tell me, tell me a thought. Really? You want me to tell you what I'm fucking thinking right now? I mean, if that's what you want to do. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm thinking that there needs to be a recall on that amendment to that piece of shit. Absolutely. Needs to be recalled because it's obvious there was voter fraud involved. Yes, it is. And, you know, for that kind of voter fraud to happen requires ballot harvesting. Yes, it does. And if you look at the areas it covered, all of them, but in all of them fit for ballot harvesting except Springfield. I don't get Cooper County. Well, you know, Springfield has really undergone quite a change in the last few years. Um, Springfield is an area who, oh boy, you know, <laughs> with all the white supremacists and stuff down there, I don't understand the <laughs> crime is up. Socialism's up. <clears throat> Springfield has undergone a metamorphosis to describe it best. And it like Columbia is now a heavily left leaning area. Yeah, but it showed its colors back in 99, though, in the Prop B election. You know, that's why I'm saying we know there's voter fraud just because we've, you know, 99 and 2020, we've had two exactly identical elections. It's really weird. Exact same counties, exact same percentages. Yeah. It's funny because they pushed no in that 99 and yes in this one, but still... And, and, you know, and I knew that election was wrong in 99 for one reason. What's Home that? of Bass Pro voted against guns. Hmm. I never really thought about that, but. That's how I knew there was fraud in that election. That's a pretty solid way to find fraud. <laughs> and if it was, this whole thing was to protect the outlying hospitals and everything else. That's a load of crap. The rural people would have seen the need for it, and they would have voted for it. But they didn't, because they know that these... There was not a single county carry it other than St. Louis Metro, KC Metro, Columbia, 
Springfield. That's it. We need to change our elections. We need to, when it comes to statewide elections, we need to even this out. Counties need to have the same power that electoral college has. Yeah. We need to go to almost an electoral college situation. Yes. Each county signed so many votes. Yes. We got, we got, we totally got to do with this. Each county, you win a county, you get two points or whatever. You just base it on population of the county. I mean, that's, that's fine. Minimum is one. But this whole total number thing we've seen time and time again doesn't work. You know, basically what we've seen is it doesn't matter that all the Missouri counties except five or six voted against something and lost. That's a nightmare. Yeah. And that's where we now find ourselves. And I think it's reasonable that we should put that on as a constitutional amendment in Missouri for a popular vote. And it has to do with all constitutional amendments. All statewide all election sta- issues, period. It don't yeah. have to be constitutional. Okay, members, all statewide issues. Because that'll be statewide tax issues, yeah. everything. Anything. And it goes for, it goes to the electoral college system. Yeah. Because how many times have we had something that every county carried it, but the metros defeated us? Yeah, many, many times. So, yeah, I think the time has come that we need to revamp Missouri's electoral system i think that's a good idea hmm i kind of like that and i mean we could even carry that over into the when we're electing presidents when we're doing our primaries when you're doing your primaries you you reasonably could yeah and i could see that done in a primary to make sense it would make sense to do it that way in a primary because now we're eliminating voter fraud from say st louis or kansas city They can commit all the voter fraud they want. They're only worth 10 points. Right. So 10 other counties that are only one-point counties can overturn St. Louis. That's reasonable. There is no reason that the politics and the extreme leftist ideas of St. Louis and Kansas City and the others should dictate the policies of the entire state where the actual people of Missouri live. Yeah. Not just the city dwellers. It's, so, it's a valid point. Yeah. I, I, think I mean, it's, I think it's a great idea. I think we should. You, you were shocked that I even came up with it. I no, think I, we, I, we need to find somebody like Brandon We need or Randy Pice. We need to get somebody yeah. that can champion this idea. Yeah, and get it on as a constitutional amendment. Of course, so you realize it'll get voted down by the same four areas that Maybe. voted in. Maybe. Because they may think that they have more power. And this is the perfect year to do it. The census comes out next year, right? Right. It's the perfect time to say, okay, we have a good idea of what the population of these counties are. Here's how we're going to divide. This is how many people are worth this many votes, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's a fabulous idea. And you could you could really you could really rock it out pretty good. Yeah. That's man, that's a good idea, Lee. It's solid. And like I said, you use it on your on your uh, statewide votes. Oh. Now, now you know a governor isn't elected because he, he is in bed with the politicians of St. Louis and Kansas right. City. You know, you can actually, if you do this on our on our own, you know, go to for governor, lieutenant governor, your statewide races. If you break them down to the same system, yeah, we eliminate the outlying communities 
being flyover or yeah. drive through. Yeah, you really, really do. And you could actually word it so on all statewide issues or elections, the electoral system must be used. Yeah. And if you're going to pass a constitutional amendment, it still has to have the pass. It's got to first win the college, but it still has to have the majority of the voters. Not just... You're talking about the 70 per, yeah, 70% this, rule? Uh, yeah. Is it the 70 so, yeah, I think it is. You got to have like 70% to pass. What's happened to that? Why isn't that being used anymore? I don't know why that wasn't invoked for the Prop B. Yeah. I, I really don't understand that at all. Hmm. Man, I am really a fan of this whole idea to actually give the power back to the real parts of the state. Yeah. Well, you give it back. Actually, you're giving the power to all the people. Yeah. Because it eliminates voter fraud. Yes, it does. Because now you got to have statewide voter fraud, not isolated voter fraud. Right, because you can have isolated voter fraud in St. Louis, and they take all of the electoral votes from St. Louis. Well, that's fine. Great. But all of southern Missouri says, yeah, no, we're not doing that, and it doesn't even matter. Right. It would eliminate voter fraud. And we would be the only state that has it? Yeah. Oh, we've, we've got to get... we got to get somebody to work with us on this. I think we do. I think this is a really great idea that people would jump on, especially people in the outlying areas. And they'll go, yeah, we want that. We need that immediately because we're tired of losing elections to St. Louis and Kansas City. I, I think that's fabulous. Wow, what a good idea, Lee. Yeah. Man. You know, I'm not just an empty shell. I actually do try to see solutions for problems and this whole amendment issue to me is a problem yes and that's and, a great I, and i was trying how do we solve problems like this from coming back and haunting us again right this is the best way i know to do it it's definitely the best way hmm hey did you teach a uh did you do a cooking class i uh, didn't do one this week okay yeah hmm. getting ready to schedule a couple more though good hey you know i know a guy uh-oh. Who's going to have the perfect place for you to host classes? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, more to come in the future. But as we're talking about... Spe- no, speaking of more to come in the future. Yeah. yeah. One, you know, we're now uh, associated with Westlake Hardware. Smoking I Butts heard is. that. Yeah. So if you know of a... If you go near a Westlake Hardware in Ubekistan, stop in, <laughs> request Smoking Butts products. You know, we'll get it to them. <laughs> Definitely. And that brings us into the show's greatest Oh, concept. something else. What? Some more news. What? It's close. What Soon. is? We're down the labels. Oh. Ghost pepper peach barbecue oh sauce. Oh, my. Everybody told me I wasn't hot enough yet. We're going to have it in in time for the winter trade shows. Oh. It will probably be a limited, it'll probably be once a year run. It'll probably be a website only. Like when peaches are in season? No, it'll be it'll be uh, after peach season because they got to right. make concentrate. But it'll be uh, probably during the winter months more than anything that we'll have it. I just don't see it being a big seller in stores. Mm. But I do see it being a hot item on a website. I think so, because that's fun. That's a fun flavor. And that takes us to SmokingBudsBBQ.com. Yeah, throw those in. Oh, those are fabulous. So if you are a fan 
of great food because it's not just barbecue. It's fabulous food. You know, smokeaboutsbbq.com, they spend a lot of time and effort and money to make a great product, a product that doesn't contain high fructose corn syrup. It's not loaded down with gluten and MSG. It's a good product. If you like grilling supplies, you can find them on their website, smokeaboutsbbq.com. But you can also find sauces and rubs and so many different flavors. Just amazing stuff. Well, we like to call some of them seasonings because they're not just rubs. They really are seasonings. Almost all of them can be used as a seasoning. Uh, So many people use like our sweet heat as a seasoned salt. It's such a good seasoned salt. We have two seasoned salts, our steak and prime rib, which is your traditional salt, pepper, garlic, a little onion, a few other things we can't divulge. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's great. Then you got come along and we got the holy jalapeno. Oh. And what it will do to soups and stuff and fresh vegetables is just mind-boggling. And what's really cool is it doesn't add an overpowering flavor. It gives you a background flavor that you taste it and you go, oh, that's good. Well, like when you put uh, holy jalapeno in a soup, it just brightens it up so fast. (laughs) And you go, wow, that's good. Yeah. You You know what I haven't tried holy jalapeno in? Clam chowder. Because you know, that sounds fabulous to you me. You know, that might actually, you got me interested now. <laughs> now I want to try it. But uh, you know what I was thinking about doing to clam chowder? What's that? Uh, the Cajun seasoning, robust. Oh. Kind of making it a, a Cajun clam chowder. Oh, you know, yeah. Combine the New England with the Cajun. Yeah, because yeah, that wouldn't be, that really isn't a far step at all. Yeah. That, <laughs> hmm. Thanks, Lee. Now I'm hungry. I, yeah. I really appreciate it. I do that it. to you every time we do this. You do. This. So if you want some of the greatest grilling, cooking supplies around, you need to check out smokeandbudsbbq.com. They even have aerosol duck fat. Now, how cool is that? Aerosol duck fat? Dude. Now, I don't think a lot of people know what you do with duck fat, Lee. Well, we use duck fat when we cook, especially oh, yeah. competition. But I, I put it on my steaks because it keeps them from sticking to the grill. And it helps you get those perfect grill marks. Really? Yeah. See, if you'll come to class, you'll learn the whole trick. But we start off with one product as a binder. Then we put on our culture salt and a couple of our rubs, our seasonings. Mm. And then we finish it off with the duck fat. And what the duck fat does, all the salt and stuff causes the moisture to come up. The duck fat seals it off so the moisture doesn't escape from the steak when it's doing this. Oh. And it forms a very nice crust. Not a heavy crust, just a little crust to enhance the flavors. That sounds wonderful. So if you want to do that, check out smokingbuttsbbq.com. Yeah. Corn, corn huskers duck fat. Check your, uh, wherever you happen to be listening to us, just order it up. Have it shipped to your house. Find a local retailer like your big yep. new one. Yeah. Go out and find this stuff. It's it's really good, and it'll bring some joy and smile to your life. If you're trapped in your house COVID-related, then order some. Have it sh- sent yeah. to your house and do some outdoor grilling. Do some indoor cooking. Whatever it is you want to do, just do it. That's smokingbuttsbbq.com. Or get your handy-dandy Alto Sham smoke yeah. cook hold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that, that, that's so funny. Ha, ha, ha. Right place, right time. Lucky. <laughs> You crack me up. So, you know, we've we've been playing, and 
looking at all of this different stuff that's going on. I mean, we yeah. have the Camilla Harris nightmare, which is just so. Are oh. they going, are they going to kill him two weeks before the election, or is he just going to get sick and have to bow out? I'm actually going for neither. They will prop him up like weekend at Bernie's, so he can be elected, and he will probably never be sworn in. Yeah. Did you see that? Uh, at one of the ball games that wasn't allowing fans in, they had the cutouts behind home plate. Somebody had Bernie, not Bernie Sanders, but weekend at Bernie's Bernie awesome. cut out. Very nice. Set behind home plate. Very, yes. At least at least somebody's got a sense of humor out Somebody there. still has a sense of humor. Nobody else does. Welcome yeah, walk to cancel in, culture. Yeah, yeah, walk into a store without a mask. Go find out who's got a sense of humor and who doesn't. Oh, that's no kidding. I really like, and by like, I mean hate. I love that Dollar General, and by love, I also mean hate, has face covering required on their door. Does this look like Afghanistan to you? <laughs> no. Maybe if we were in Wyoming, you could say it's Afghan-like, but uh, no. Have, I got a question. Oh, please. Is this everybody having to wear face masks all the time, just getting us prepared for burkas? Probably. And face coverings? Probably. Just, you know. Well, we've proven that the American people will do it without thinking about it. Well, I'm tired of going in and having to repeat myself six and seven times or ask, what the hell did you just say? Because people are wearing these so heavy, dense masks in these restaurants and stuff, you can't hear them. Agreed. I mean, you can't just simply order food anymore. You have to almost get in a yelling match. Oh, boy. You're you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. Do you think... Now, I know we've touched on this on the other show, but I want your, your real podcast opinion. Uh, okay. Do you think that local health departments are intentionally trying to spread fear and destroy local business? Yes. Okay. I, I believe, especially in our home county, that somebody's wanting to take out competition. I think somebody's been bought off. Okay. That's what I think. Because if you just look at who's gotten targeted and everything else, it doesn't make sense. How they were targeted didn't make sense. It was a contact trace that this person was here for exactly, and that person went nowhere else. Tell me somebody didn't go to Walmart and stay in Walmart for, now be realistic. How many times have you ever gone to Walmart? I know I've only been there five times this whole year. I actually keep count. Yeah. But even if you go in just to get one thing, you can't run in, grab that one thing, and get out of there in under 30 minutes. The way no, they got yeah, that. Not really. Unless you want to self-check and everything else. So, and speaking of that, self-checking, if you're trying to prevent the spread of COVID, needs to be shut down. Well, I'm going to go a step further. Do you know why I don't use self-checkout? I, I want them to have to hire people. I, if I don't get a discount, I'm not doing your job. Yeah, why am I working? Now, if you do 5 or 10% off for using self-checkout, I'll use it. Yeah. But you're not, yeah. so I'm not doing it. And people, we're going to give credit where credit due. Let's give it. Dave Ramsey and his team of economists came up with the most brilliant idea. Okay. You want to keep cash and using cash, and you want to stop this uh, whole thing of confiscation of your change. Everybody's wanting you to round. You go to McDonald's. Round up for Ronald McDonald's house. Great. 
You let them take your money and they get the tax deduction. <laughs> you want to round up, put it in a cup and every so often send it in and record it. You get a tax deduction. But Dave Ramsey came up with this brilliant idea. You want to use cash and they say they're not going to give you back change. Wonderful. Pay the dollar amounts up to that amount. And then get your credit card out, debit card out, whatever, and pay the balance of change with your credit cards. Oh, it'll only take it, a minutes to stop it, doing It'll that. break them in a matter of days because yep. the fees will eat them alive. Oh, it absolutely will. What a great idea. Yeah. Good old Dave Ramsey. You know, he used to be on, well, he still is on. He was on uh, 90, oh boy, 99. Nine, what's the station in Nashville? 99.1 WTN? Yeah, it's 99.1. Yeah. He was on 99.1 in Nashville, Tennessee, WTN. And I used to roll around in my Suburban. Now we're talking, That's where he started. Yeah. This is high school time. Yeah. And I would listen to Dave Ramsey because I thought it was a good idea. I was like, well, this guy's pretty smart. At first, I was like, well, how do you do anything without massive debt? And then I just sat and I just kept listening to him. Well, boy, you can do a lot of stuff without digging yourself into a massive hole and it's funny because we it takes forever to get out of that hole yes but you know what always amazes me the things that people go into debt for all right now if you're going to buy a business i can understand taking out a loan for the business you need to successfully set it up so that if the business tanks, the business declares bankruptcy, not you. You separate yourself. Okay, that's that's fine. But what always amazes me is when people drop a ridiculous amount of money on things like, well, we have three car payments and we rent a house. And what in the hell are you doing? Well, first thing is you're renting a house. Most of the time, your rent payment's more than what you can exactly. buy a house for. And, and if your credit's so bad, why do you got the three cars sitting out there? Get rid of those payments and all and build your credit back up so you can buy the house. Trash those cars and go buy a couple thousand dollar cars. That's fine. Buy cars that you can replace. I never buy a second car that I got one bar of the money for, two that I got to put full coverage insurance on. No way. I want a car that's good enough, the dependable, but I know if I lose it, I, I made money by not insuring it. Right. You didn't have the full coverage. You had some liability on it. No big deal. It's just what it is. I'm always amazed. And I know I'm getting into the... And speaking of liability insurance, yeah. I, I believe Missouri will The average person should look at getting a $1 million, maybe even a $2 million blanket uh, umbrella liability policy. Then you can transfer that to your cars. <laughs> and you don't have to pay that ungodly car liability insurance. Are you kidding me? Look into it. I believe it can do that in Missouri. Oh, I'm gonna have to. There are states you can do that in. I believe you can do that in Missouri. So. Hmm. Oh, I'm gonna have to check on that. Now I'm curious. It here. I, I do know states that do that. That's some people. That's what they have. They have a general liability policy. They get a wreck here. Here's my insurance. So. <clears throat> all right. Now, I know you're going to laugh and we're going to go down this path because I hate stupid people. <sighs> okay. All right. You know, we've got a whole society that bows and kneels and cries and does whatever government tells them, right? Yeah. And they've all been brainwashed and made stupid by their cell phones. 
Well, that or their teachers. Or their teachers or both. Do you notice, and I noticed this the other day when I was somewhere, you notice all these people that are terrified to drive an older car? Yeah. What in the holy hell are you afraid of? I'm curious. This Okay. Now, I know you were driving back in the day. Okay? In the day. I like in the day. All right. Okay, here. Let, let me run with this one real quick. Go ahead. Back in the day when I was in high school. Yep. 90% of the kids had hand-me-downs from their parents. Of course they or did. they had $100 cars, believe yep. it or not. I believe it. You go to the school parking lot now, the kids have the new cars and the parents have the junk. What the hell is oh, this because, going on? Well, and I've heard the parents' argument for this. Well, because they want their kid to be safe. You are never safe as long as you're alive. That's right. Ever. Safety is a false reality. It does not exist. You know, it's like they try to say safety with smoke detectors. Safety's with burglar alarms. Safety with that, you know. Where's the safety? It's only in your mind. Yeah. It's kind of like commercials where they talk about give you a peace of mind. Shut up. Yeah, I'd love to give them a peace of my mind. So would I. It'll hurt their feelings. <laughs> I think it's interesting, though, just in this in this small thing, you have all of these bubble wrap parents, because I think that's the best way to describe them. They want to bubble wrap their kids. And then they go as far as to go, well, I mean, they've got to have a uh, – I don't want them to break down some. Okay. They have a damn cell phone. I guarantee you they got the cell phone. There's the no thing, doubt about it. So and, what exactly and get, happened? And get them a AAA policy. It's not really a big deal. The it, thing is – if your kid's so far away, you can't get to him within a few minutes to an hour. Get a AAA. Yeah. It's fine. But, but the thing is, you need to know where your kids are more than uh, them having a good car where they can get so far away that they could get in trouble. You know, uh, no, no. I, I don't get this. Uh, they got, I don't want to break down. Well, get a used car and check it out and fix everything Here's that's possibly wrong with it. It's you know not what, a big deal. You know what's good for you? Breaking down on the side of the road. Yeah. It's good for you. You know why? It teaches you to be independent. It teaches you to think outside the damn box. Yeah. Do I get in with this guy that looks like a serial killer, or do I get in this guy that looks like a preacher who probably is a serial killer? Well, yeah. <laughs> now, he, here's here's my favorite one. All right, so you've been to Columbia, Tennessee. Yep. All right. Highway 166, it goes from Columbia to Pulaski. Yep. There is nothing on that highway to this day. It's a two-lane highway. There's some little bitty towns, and that's it. Uh, you know, that's almost an Eagles song. When you drive it. Pretty much. <laughs> it, it really is. So in 1998, I was driving my Suburban. Do, 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 do. I'm coming up to Columbia. I'm still about five miles away from Columbia. Suburban starts overheating. It's got a big old 454 in it. Now, I'm not a dumbass. So I know you can't drive it while it's overheating. <coughs> my ex-wife was one that should have learned that. Oh, I'm guessing she blew the, blew the head gaskets, didn't she? Yeah. So my buddy George and I, we pulled over, and we were like, well, let's take a peek. It's boiling over, and we're like, all right. We took the belt off, and we turned the water pump, and you could see the water just coming out of the spindle. We're about eight miles from Columbia. So we started walking. We walked eight miles to Columbia. Then we walked two miles down uh, Polk Pike, or whatever it's called. We went to the AutoZone. We bought a water heater. 
Water pump. Water pump. Yeah, water heater. It's funny because we were actually on our way to pick up a water heater at the Lowe's. We picked up a water pump. We walked another 10 miles back. On the side of the road, two farm boys replaced a water pump. Put gasket on. Put it all. That's the front one with the two little fins. You only had to replace 12 bolts. Take 12 bolts out. Yep. Because the. Fan shroud came apart in two pieces, yep. which let you right in. I'm just yep, I'm, sure vi- I'm envisioning yep. this in my head because I've changed a few of those. We the changed years. it out. We put the belt back on. We started it up, and we started driving. We picked up the water heater. We drove back to my parents' house. You know what the moral of the story was? Be independent. Yeah. Stop being pathetic. Reasonably, when we got to Columbia, or we could have stopped at someone's house. This was a long time ago. You didn't ask somebody to use a phone, they'd let you. But why? We knew we could fix the problem. Yeah, we had to walk. It was a pain in the butt. It was hot as hell, man. It was like, it was about this time of year. It was August and it was hot. I remember I was wearing a pair of leather-soled boots and I remember walking in the grass because the pavement was so hot that it was burning my feet. August in Tennessee is worse than September. Oh, yeah. August in Tennessee is like September in Missouri. Yes, it is. (laughs) It is hot. But the breakdown of the story is... It's a machine. It's going to break down. Yeah. You know what does your kid really good if they get stuck on the side of the road a few times? They'll get their head out of their ass and they can figure out how to do something. Do you really want them calling you at 35 to ask you, how do I change light bulbs in my house? Okay. You had to, you had to go there. So I'll have to tell the story. All right. Bring it. My son's 37. Okay. He, uh, the other day, he saw that I've been picking up these Honda mowers and using them in my commercial lawn business. Yeah. Hey, Dad, if I bring mine over here, can you fix it? I got this, 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 and it's got this problem with it. I said, so what you're saying is you want to bring it over here. You want me to spend my time, my money to fix it so you won't pay me and you'll take off and badmouth me the rest of the week and just for fun. No, go to hell. (laughs) Go screw yourself. Learn how to fix it yourself. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of, we all learned how to fix stuff out of necessity, right? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, the first water pump I changed wasn't because I was like, oh, I want to know how that works. It's because the damn thing was broke. And I was like, well. The first water pump I changed was on an old Buick Wildcat. Oh. <laughs> no, I'll take it back. That was the timing chain. My first water pump was on a 390 Ford in a station wagon. Oh, baby. I was 12 years old. So it wasn't I had to. That's what they told me to do. If they realized I could work on things, they said, here, crawl up in there and see if you can't change that water pump. And I bet you did it, too. And after you were done changing it, did you feel a sense of accomplishment? I, I, I still do that today when I do mechanical work. Exactly. You know, that's what the difference between a mechanic and a parts changer and the average person. Parts changer will change parts till he figures out which one's bad. Yep. A mechanic is going to tear into the car, find a bad part, and he's going to say, why did this fail? Yep. And then try to figure out how to fix it. Saturn's had a bad time on the driver's door in their cars when they first came out. Yes, they did. The regulators ran off track and they uh-huh. would chew up the gears. No, I found out that about a four-inch piece of plumber strap wrapped around the frame of that thing shimmed those right back up where those regulators would work and never fail again. That was the one where they were moving far enough apart that the teeth would eat each other Uh up, right? But you would pull that in line, 
and they would work perfect. Uh huh. And I, and I, I fixed it with a plumber strap, shared that idea, and I know a lot of mechanics at Saturn dealers started doing it. It, it was an easy fix. It didn't have to be complicated. Yeah. You figured out what the problem was, and you fixed it. You know, if you got a Ford Explorer. Oh, yeah. The, uh, or Escapes. The Explorers didn't do it, but the Escapes did it. They get water in the back, and it corrodes the connector. Well, to change the wiring harness from one of those is like $300. Yeah. That's labor and everything to change the harness. You can go buy four bullet waterproof butt connectors. Yeah. And just clip them one at a time and replace them, and it fixes the problem. Wire by wire. Yeah. Yeah. Total cost, $2 in parts. And a whole lot less time than changing a wiring harness. Yeah. So why do you want to spend 300 You know, once again, people have gotten to where they don't want to work. They've made cars hard to work on. I admit that. But, you know, for us old mechanics, we're still going to work on them. We're going to find a way. Oh, it's going to happen. You know. You're going to cuss a lot, but it's going to happen. Yeah. It, it's just interesting to me how lazy, in the name of safety, society has become. You know, especially in these economic times right now we're going through. Oh, yeah. If you can fix your own car, fix your own washing machine. And, or your own appliances. Right. You know, even buy parts just off online for nothing. Yes. And you can have them two, three days. But if you can fix your own pro- your own stuff, so you may have busted a knuckle, scraped up a few knuckles, cussed a, said a few words to embarrass your preacher. Uh, I've done that working on a preacher's car. Lost your 10 millimeter socket four times. <laughs> I don't know why they don't sell those by the gross. (laughs) Just because. Right. But every dollar you save there, doing it yourself, is the same as saving $3. Because, one, you didn't pay it out to these people. You didn't pay all these extra taxes. And you didn't get all this extra stuff added in you didn't need. Exactly. You saved the money. Now you got that money to spend on something else. Yes. And that's the thing that has just always fascinated me. You know, now I understand not everybody can lay floors. Fair enough. And, you know, it's more of an art. Mm -hmm. I have to say that. I'm just getting too damn old to lay floors. Because it's hard on me getting up and down with my fat ass. Well, I wasn't going to say it. But if, I, right. if I'd lose 30 pounds, it'd probably be a lot easier. Yeah, you'd probably be fine, but yeah. then you couldn't have as much barbecue, man. That's right. But the thing is, you know, I lay flooring for a lot less than most people, most businesses do. Because, one, I don't need the job. I just want the extra money. Okay. So I guess that's the work ethic from when I was a kid. If I wanted something, I had to go work for it. Exactly. Well, I found out people don't want to do a lot of this stuff, and if they'll pay me to do what they don't want to do when it comes to carpentry and remodeling around their house, I'll take their money because now I can go get something I want. Like a new old Hickory CTO smoker I'm looking at. Oh, boy. It's got propane gas assist. You put it on to heat it up to the temperature you want. Then you put your wooden stuff in it and set the thermostat and let it rock. And it'll do it all on its own. Yeah, convection fan and everything. I'm really looking at doing one of those. 
Wow. I mean, the year of COVID has kept me off the competition trail, so I'm rethinking everything I'm doing and how I can do it better. When you're constantly competing, you don't have time to sit back and say, what can I do to make this easier, make my product better so I can win more? People need to approach their life from that perspective. What can I change? You know, we really put, should put this show on the regular air too. Oh, yeah, we should. People should change how they look at things. we got to get away from this mentality. We live in a throwaway society. Yes, we do. Very I mean, much a throwaway society. I don't know how many people have chucked washing machine. I bought a washing machine. Somebody was going to junk. Gave yeah. them 25 bucks for it. <laughs> to buy a brand new one just like it, still a current model, is over $1,100. Oh, wow. I spent 25 bucks in parts and an hour fixing it. And that's because you're not from the throwaway society time. I don't believe in throwaway. No, you saw it, and you bought it, and you fixed it. I bought me a 725 grasshopper. Yeah. Out of the scrap pile. They were gone. <laughs> and I got to talk to them. It needs cap and a rotor and a carburetor cleaned. Okay. And uh, it's going to take me four or five hours, go through the whole thing, change all the filters and yeah. do it right. I gave $500 for it. I get it running. I could turn around and sell it for two grand the next day if I wanted to, or yeah. I can keep it and mow my yard yeah. with it. What a concept. And then I can take my old mower that I bought out of a junk pile and fixed. Yep. And I can sell it for $500. Exactly. And now it costs you Nothing. next to zero dollars. Yeah. It's, it's just interesting to me how disposable everything is. It's also interesting that not only do we make things disposable. We make people. Oh, we, we, actually, we treat people that we way. We treat everybody like they're disposable in our new, in this brave new world. Yeah. It is very appalling to me. Friendships, to get a true friendship is almost impossible anymore. It is. Because everybody is treating you like you're disposable. Right. That's why people, it used to be, if somebody talked bad about you, you went out and beat the crap out of them. They said, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. And that you repatched your friendship. Yeah, that was the end of it. Nowadays, people just talk bad about you and they said, well, you know, if he wants to be my friend, he'll be my friend. If he doesn't, screw him, you know, and go yep. on. Exactly. If that's how you want to be, I don't need you for a friend. Exactly. Welcome to the disposable society. Yeah. That's the problem with disposal, being in a disposable society. Well, and people. we see it with all aspects. We see it with friendships. We see it with people. We see it with business. I got friends. You see it in marriage. True. Yeah. You know, I got a friend. I got a friend. It's the most divorced man in barbecue. <laughs> He'd get married. I'd meet his new wife at a competition or something. The wives, his wife would not want to get in a competition barbecuing. Six months later, he's still married, but he's got a new friend oh, <laughs> barbecuing. Boy. He's been divorced seven times now. Good grief. His last wife, I think, was a keeper. No. She came from a barbecuing family. <laughs> Well, that, that, I mean, come on, man. Yeah, you I know, think, she knew you, what she was getting into. I think you missed the signs. Good grief. Ah, oh, disposable world. What a mess. Yeah. 
What an absolute mess, man. Well, this definitely took a, a different twist than we normally do, yeah. but I guess what we can say is stop being a part of the disposable society. You know, this whole cancel culture is disposing oh. of history. Oh, it absolutely is. That's where this was going. You just didn't know where I was going no, with it. it. I was just waiting for you to give me the opening to come no, into that. It absolutely has. No question about it. Yeah. We cancel history. We cancel people who don't agree with our opinions. You know what I think? What do you think? I think we bring this back next week on the live air okay. with Tom. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's good. Because I, I, I'd like to see Tom the common man. Yeah. We're not going to quit calling him Real Rock. We're just going to introduce him as Tom the common man. Yeah. I think that'd be a good show opener next I week. I think it will be. I think we should do it. And I and I think, you know, because with him, he'll help open our minds up so we can delve even deeper into this. But, yeah, people treat cars as disposable. They tr People get pets, treat them as disposable. A pet's an investment, whether you like it or not. At some point, you're going to have to put them down. you got to decide if you're going to spend the 25 cents and do it yourself or if you're going to pay a vet. But it comes to that. Don't let a pet just lay there and suffer. You know, you wouldn't even do that. Are you saying I'm heartless? Well, I know you're a heartless bastard, but that's oh. another thing. Yeah, that's a that's a totally different But I said thing. when it comes to an animal, you yeah, wouldn't you be heartless. Yeah, you forget I like animals. It's yeah. people I'm not I know. Really a fan of. See, I'm just going there. Yeah. I I get it. Yeah. Well, what do you think? I think I think we've had a good show I think actually. We've had a great show. Don't be disposable. Yeah. Don't don't fall for the everything's disposable crap. Oh, That's the thing. Yeah, and while we're while we're on it, we have to talk about it. Uh -oh. Don't ever use the term "what well, I deserve." You deserve am, exactly what you want. I am absolutely sick of these two things: people that either a talk about how they deserve their new car, or b go out and buy a brand new car and justify why they had to have it. Here's a quote of the day. Yeah, go with that from my buddy Myron. Oh, boy. Quit bitching about what you got. You might just damn well get what you deserve. Oh, that is a good quote to that close from, the show. From Myron Mixon. Wow. This is Not Politically Correct, the podcast. We thank you guys so much for joining us. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Remember to find us on Facebook, Not Politically Correct Radio, and follow us for what new and exciting things will come up next. Bye, guys. Bye.